Hi, I'm Fred Burton. Welcome to Stratfor's Essential Geopolitics. I'm here today with Emily Hawthorne, who's one of our Middle East and North Africa analysts. Uh, Emily, we're going to talk about Saudi Arabia today. There's so much going on. Saudi appears to be in the news every day. What are the most important things that we should be thinking about with Saudi Arabia today? Yeah, I think it, it depends on from what angle you're coming from. If you're, if you're looking at energy markets or financial markets, you're probably thinking about the uh, Saudi Aramco IPO, um, which, is, which is going on right now, and it's a pretty historic event for them. If you're concerned about regional security or if you're concerned about conflict in the Middle East or, or really what's sort of simmering um, in uh, the Persian Gulf and the Arabian Peninsula, you're probably concerned about the long-standing conflict between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Uh, if you are, uh, especially the, the U.S. audience, if you're thinking, what's the deal with the U.S.-Saudi relationship, especially following the recent attack on the Naval Air Station in Pensacola that was perpetrated by a Saudi aviation student, um, which I think many Americans are wondering about this, why are we friendly with Saudi? What is the value of that relationship? So it really depends on which angle you're coming from. Well, let's let's hone in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the importance of the U.S. strategic relationship with Saudi? Because I get that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, what's interesting is the value of that relationship has shifted over the decades that we have been a close ally of Saudi Arabia. There is a difference between what the Saudi government wants the relationship with the U.S. to be, what the Saudi people want the relationship with the U.S. to be, what the American people want the relationship to be, what Congress wants it to be, and and what the White House wants. So right now we're at this moment where the U.S. doesn't have to have as strong a presence in the Middle East as it used to to ensure energy stability. Things like the shale revolution in the United States have really changed our dependence on, on Middle East energy. That's changing our relationship with Saudi Arabia. The United States is still a very important security guarantor for Saudi Arabia. Why? Why? This, so this is where you have Congress and a lot of the U.S. public asking, okay, what do we get out of this relationship with Saudi Arabia? We send troops to Saudi Arabia. What do we get in return? There is a lot that we get in return in terms of intelligence, influence with the Saudi government, being able to have actual feet on the ground, eyes on the ground, being able to understand what's happening in this very uh, sort of tense region of the world. Um, But I think it's a really important moment of Congress and the American people asking, okay, why are we conducting our relationship with Saudi Arabia in the way that we are? Should we be adjusting this relationship? And I think Saudi Arabia, too, is at a moment where it's trying to diversify its economic and security partnerships across the world, including with Russia. And so we are at a moment of potential transition with the U.S. and Saudi relationship. Um, And incidents like what happened in Pensacola don't help with public perception of the value of the relationship. Especially on the heels of uh, the murder of Khashoggi. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, for for many Americans, they don't Mm -hmm. understand uh, what in the world are we still doing Mm -hmm. engaged in any kind of foreign policy or diplomacy with Saudi Arabia. And I think it's important to look at ways in which Congress is questioning the relationship. And, And they're not saying, oh, there's no value of this. They're saying... We need to be sure that we have control over how this relationship moves forward. And, and one good example is this current administration is really focused on maintaining arms sales and maintaining uh, sales of technology in things like the uh, nuclear sector to um, allies in the Middle East, including uh, Saudi Arabia. But just recently, Congress has been discussing 
putting in more sort of legal barriers on the way to any sort of power um, that we sell nuclear technology to, there, there's extra legal barriers that they're trying to put in place to make sure that Congress has oversight into those transactions because they don't want the White House to just be conducting uh, relationships and, and, and foreign policy without any sort of congressional oversight, especially over issues that are as important as nuclear technology. How important is Saudi with us vis-a-vis -vis Iran? Saudi Arabia is an important ally to the United States vis-a-vis -vis Iran because we view the Iran threat in similar ways, but we don't view it in the same way. Saudi Arabia is really concerned about Iran building up its hegemony in the Middle East. It's concerned about Iran directly launching an attack at Saudi Arabia um, or attacking, as uh, Saudi Arabia and the United States believe happened on September 14th, uh, attacking Saudi Arabia's uh, energy sector. Mm -hmm. Now, the United States is, is also concerned about those things, but the United States has other concerns in the Arabian Peninsula, it has other allies. It has also a close relationship with Israel. But the United States is really focused in this coming year and beyond on making sure that Iran is contained, that it's limited. Um, and right now they're relying on a, a, a really sanctions-heavy campaign to try and control Iranian action. But it also needs uh, actors like Saudi Arabia to... Um, host U.S. troops. They, give they, us that footprint. Give us the footprint. And, and the U.S. has, uh, over this past year, increased the number of troops that are on the ground in Saudi Arabia to try and provide some degree of deterrence against Iranian military actions. Why should people care about the Aramco IPO? The real focus right now in Saudi Arabia is on economic reform, on trying to diversify the economy away from oil. It's very dependent on, on energy exports as a main source of its revenue. The Aramco IPO is one part of a bigger effort of trying to move that economy away from just solely being dependent on oil. Um, it's been interesting because Saudi Arabia has tried to make this very appealing to foreign investors, international investors, but it's been a bit disappointed by the degree of, of international interest in the IPO. There still is interest, but not to the extent that Saudi Arabia wanted. They wanted a really big valuation for this IPO. They've mostly had regional interest and, and Saudi interest. And what they're doing is essentially selling a small sliver of the, the country's most important company, the company that operates all of their energy sector, all of their oil uh, exploration and production. They're selling a tiny sliver of that to, to investors. Um, so not only is this sort of selling a sliver of the country's crown jewel, so to speak, which makes it very politically contentious, um, it, it also is sort of lifting a veil of, of, of secrecy over this sector that Saudi Arabia has kept very secret for a very long time. Um, it's important also because it's indicative of economic change that's happening in the kingdom. It's indicative of uh, the government trying to, to increase international interest and involvement in what Saudi Arabia is doing. And I think one final implication I'll, I'll end with on that is Saudi Arabia wants so much international interest in, in economic reform. It wants international inclusion in what it's doing. It doesn't really want foreign policy waves in 2020. It doesn't want... No more the, Khashoggi's. It doesn't want the attention that came from, from that awful incident, uh, the, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, it doesn't want that. It doesn't want a conflict with Iran. It wants... Uh, Saudi Arabia to look like a very prime destination for, for foreign investment. In many ways it is, because it is a very wealthy country, um, but it doesn't want there to be security concerns on the mind of foreign investors. I know you worked on the forecast for us for Saudi Arabia and spearheaded mm -hmm. that. As you look towards uh, the kingdom in 2020, what are you looking for? We are looking for the way in which Saudi Arabia spends 
uh, money, um, it has to uh, make sure that it keeps up the support of, of Saudis. It has to maintain a very strong and, and trusting relationship between Saudis and the government. Um, for decades, that has looked like Saudis having very substantive benefits and uh, money that they can trust is going to come from the government in the form of, of various programs and low taxes. And, and, and that is beginning to change in Saudi Arabia as part of this whole journey of economic reform. And I would say the conflict with Iran, even though Saudi Arabia wants to keep it uh, calm, there might be triggers that arise that Saudi Arabia can't control, um, whether from Israel, whether from the U.S. and Iran, that Saudi Arabia is going to have to respond to. Well, thank you, Emily. Thank you. For those of you who would like more of Emily's thoughts on Saudi Arabia or the region, please take a look at uh, stratford.com slash subscribe. I'm Fred Burton, and thank you.